We're recording. Holy shit. Holy shit. You are looking live from Arlington, Virginia. Papa's Papa's condo. <laughs> Papa's condo. This is what we call a big boy podcast. Yeah. My god. This is well, let's do an actual intro or this is yeah. the actual intro. Yeah, do it up. You know man. what? Yeah. Uh, welcome, happy 2024, and welcome to another Papa's Basement. Yes. I don't remember what I used to say as the intro to this, because I haven't recorded one in four months, five months. Really? Yeah. Been a long time, Michael. I I had... All right, so I, I want to clarify, because I still need to go back through my messages. One of our loyal listeners, Nate... Nate, um, I feel like... God bless Nate. I am holding... We're recording this, by the way, camera as well. I am holding... To the camera, the Golden Girls mug that Nate Gonzalez got me as a gift one time. Really? Yeah. Oh, he and you is, can see he is a thoughtful, sweet guy. You can see where it's shattered because my fat shit cat knocked it over. One of the only things I treasure in this life, and she broke it. You sure you didn't throw it down? It's a, go- it's a Golden Girls uh, coffee mug. It's got, uh, it's got all the girls. It's well done. Mm-hmm. But I like to think uh, I, I like to think that you uh, threw it down in a, a pitch of anger because I'd never have any of them. Yeah, because you never got to fuck one golden girl. I didn't. I didn't. And as a kid, I'm gonna level with you. I would have fucked uh, Blanche the slut. Oh yeah, I think we all would have. Yeah, I mean, look, women, uh, you're probably going into 2024 single. And bitter, and you're like, what is going to get me a man? And the answer is presenting yourself like a whore and acting like a whore. Because <laughs> I was a f- six year old with an acorn, incapable of erection. And Rue McClanahan, even back then, was probably 50 something. But yeah. whatever I had going down there responded. To Blanche really? acting like a giant whore. Really? Yeah. That's it, that's one of your first, uh, you can remember, like, uh, you're watching television and, uh, you know, all of a sudden you got a little bit of blood going down to the, until you, till your pelvis, till yeah. your, to your acorn, as you put it. There was that, and then there was the little, uh, the little hill right next to my middle school. That I drove by as a kid. And that, that, any, that got you off, too. Anytime I went over that hill, fucking just... It, it must have massaged my little baby prostate. I don't how, know. How confusing is that for a child? You're like, I get... Uh, I'm attracted to uh, one of my <laughs> grandmother's friends and a hill that I pass over. Old whores and asphalt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know who my earliest kind of boner memory from tv land uh was tabitha from bewitched oh yeah yeah Yeah. i mean looking back man on any of that 50s type tv like they just any woman poured into one of those dresses that's that's my other tip for you single bitter cows and my (laughs) listeners (laughs) is that really (laughs) I don't know if I even want to meet the the women that you uh, described that listen to your podcast. <laughs> I, I, I like I love them all, but this hype—they say to envision your listener 
Right. Michael, that's that's a radio trick. I'm, so now I'm giving oh. advice to the single bitter cows and the wannabe broadcasters in the audience. They say, picture, picture your audience. And I am picturing right now 40-something, fat, eggs giving out, <laughs> just just looking for anyone. Uh, to, just like tubs of empty uh, pints of Haagen-Dazs. Yeah. Uh, cat yeah, boxes so, overflowing. Several cats. Yeah, but so. not well tended to. And maybe a Marlboro going in an ashtray somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Maybe unattended to because she's forgotten about it because she's so drunk. Or she's not, she's half drunk. She's she's not so drunk that she has forgotten that she has a cigarette. But she's but she drinks a lot. So yeah. like what her half drunk is would still get you more than pulled over. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She should stay at home with her cats. And she's watching Bridgerton again. <laughs> I haven't seen that, but apparently it's... it's My listeners of, love it. It's, yeah, apparently your listeners love it. They can't get enough of Bridgerton. Wouldn't that be nice if you had to pitch this to like some major studio? Yeah, like I start Spotify. off by tell pissing us about off... Your, tell us about your demographic. 51% of the population. Right. Calling them sows. Looking to have their insides rearranged by a this, man that'll never arrive. This actually sounds like old John. It does, I know. It does. I've I've spent years in therapy. I got mostly in shape. I've been in a relationship for a yeah. year now, and yet I come on and I'm just like yeah. fat whores. Maybe it's a, it just oh yeah, it's a it's old, muscle memory. Yeah, old muscle memory. <laughs> it's muscle memory. Uh yeah, but those TV land ladies, just in general, getting smashed into like a dress with a cinched waist. Mm-hmm. And it's like people joke about uh, white girls. I mean, white girls have discovered squats now. Right. And uh, if you go in the gym, they also have that move that I'm convinced is a a joke perpetrated by horny men. But that move when they just like fuck a Smith machine in front of everyone. All right. I've not log time in a in a, a real gym for a while so we, I, I don't I'm not okay michael with this. you need to just go like basically in uh, strip club attire like loose sweats <laughs> wait, wait that's what you wear to a strip club it's what uh the patron saint of strip club attendants howard stern used to wear he would do a loose sweat so that he could jet a load oh down his leg uh, coaxed out by the wonderful gals of scores. That's so funny. I I don't know about you. I never really chubbed up all that much in strip clubs. I I yeah I did. You for, did for some private dances back in my twenties. Yeah. The only time I remember really getting into it was uh, when I went to the Hustler Club in Vegas, and this like Latina who just like her she walked up and she's like i have four kids like that was her intro and then she just pulled out her tit and popped it in my mouth and i was like if you're the manager there you're like all right uh <laughs> esmeralda yeah can we need to have a talk with, with your opening line first off um push the chicken wings <laughs> <laughs> second of all uh <laughs> Evoke a man's love of lactation. It's a primal thing. And then put it right in his mouth. <laughs> but, but uh, yeah, save, save the kiddos speech, you know, 
Yeah, no, that was an icebreaker. It was literally like I've had four kids feel my stomach, and I was like, that's flat. And then she just pulled out her tit. And according to Tony, my dear friend, uh, fellow smut enthusiast who was with me in Vegas at the time, he's like, yeah, your eyes like went wet as wide as her fucking areolas. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> was that your first time in a strip club? No, no. I did a lot of time at like West Virginia and Maryland and yeah. D.C., especially Maryland and D.C. at that point. I did West which, Virginia. See, I didn't know to do that. But even that is tame compared to Vegas. I mean, you can't. T- fuck, I, was oh, li- I was literally well, getting nourished by this yeah, woman. No, West to compare a West Virginia strip club to like a Vegas is mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's like comparing. Um, what is it? You know, they used to have uh, like back in the day, like uh, each town would have its own football team. Yes. <laughs> you know? and, and that's, you know, that would be West Virginia and like, you know, Las Vegas would be like the Raiders. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, it's like when people are like, you know, a really, really stacked college team could right. beat a bad NFL team. It's like, no, chief. No. I mean, when I went to my first strip club, it was the Golden Horseshoe in Ranson, West Virginia. Oh, I know the Golden Horseshoe. That's, yeah. that's starting strong. I mean, yeah. for this area. Again, for this area. Really? Yeah, Golden Horseshoe. And there was uh, at least one girl, maybe two, but one that I remember that graduated a year in front of me. Mm -hmm. She danced there for a number of years, where it was like, I think I went back when I was 30 or so, I'm like, oh, you're still still pushing the dream. Hmm. (laughs) And had she aged in human years or Or in hard, hard living stripper years? Yeah. No, she actually took care of herself. She looked good. She's always... It is cardio. Yeah, yeah. You do have to have some sort of, what, athletic abilities, some dexterity to to do the, you know, to work the pole. I think what blew my mind is I learned much later in life, like, the pole just spins. Like, I thought they kind of had to, like grease the pole, it the pole does spin i believe the pole spins like it's on ball bearings so like when they're like twirling around and shit we have any strippers listening call in at uh, 202 555 yeah <laughs> 69 420 <laughs> um i didn't know that yeah. no but, well to do the sort of the trick where they're they're basically they pretend they're interested <laughs> yeah i know that has nothing to do with the pole has to do everything with our poles. Yes. Um, I actually did. Mine barely moves these days. <laughs> did you ever pick up a stripper or feel like you were getting close? Yeah, I've told this story before. Oh, I, you have? Yeah. I mean, okay, so one woman that I met in high school and then she went on to strip for a long time. I mean, we saw each other like on and off for years, but... In terms of actually picking up strippers, there was one, I got her digits, and like within five minutes in the first conversation, she was like opening up to me and talking about how like her baby daddy was like a neo-Nazi and like stalked her her new dudes. And I was like, I have another call coming in. Good day. <laughs> and uh, yeah, but no, I, I I did okay. I mean, like, all right, giving advice to the the virile young buck men that who, are who comprise the other half of my audience. Yeah. It's just virile men and bitter cows, <laughs> bitter cows and virile men, the virile men out there. Uh, this has, 
maybe this is indicative of how our collective IQ has hit the shitter, but back then, only strippers were really into astrology. (laughs) And one time before going to the club, just on a wild fucking, like, this could have been me coming up with relativity, but that, like, I wasn't a physicist. I was just thinking pussy. Out of nowhere, I was like in the gym. I was like, I bet strippers like love astrology. Let me like fucking learn some astrology stuff. And I went home and just went online and like for 30 minutes learned about signs and suns and moons and this shit. Michael, you would have thought that I was pulling out a 14 inch penis made out of hundred dollar bills <laughs> because they were fighting. And in fact, that is the stripper messiah. He's got a 14-inch cock made of $100 bills. Yeah, yeah. It's also Republican <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, I cleaned up. That's when I got the old white power chicks number. But there were so many women, so many strippers in my orbit that night that I think my brother was hanging out with one who stayed at the table next to me. And eventually she jerked him off under the table. Really? Yeah. This was at the Royal Palace, now Assets Oh yeah, in D.C. I know, I know that corner. Yeah. I've been to... I was there when the Royal Palace was there. That was maybe one of the strippers that I actually picked up. Mm-hmm. Implant scars. A little huh? chunky, but still had it going. No, she was actually... <laughs> And I don't want this to come off the wrong way because I'm down with Brown, but uh, she was Haitian. Okay. Which. So you have AIDS? (laughs) That's the terrible. Oh, boy. This is uh, this is our. uh, What is it? Uh, It feels good not to be performing at wit and never wanting to perform at wit again. I know. No, she was gorgeous. Mm -hmm. Um, Whoa, 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 whoa. And I'm the racist. (laughs) (laughs) She was black, but pretty. (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, I... Well, anyway. Yeah. um, We've probably... That was a joke I learned. We've killed off the rest of your listening audience. The cows and the viriles? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I, uh, I learned a joke earlier today. So they used to call AIDS the 4H disease. Like for homosexuals, hemophiliacs, Haitians, and I'm trying to remember what the fourth H would be. Heroin addicts. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Heroin addicts. And the joke was, what is the worst part about telling your parents you have AIDS? Convincing them that you're Haitian. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I read that one earlier today. <laughs> I just—it's so funny because when you say 4-H, I grew up around 4-H. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, my, I know what you're my talking mother about. Was, animal my, husbandry. <laughs> my mother was actually a judge for 4-H until just a couple years ago at the Great Frederick Fair. Dude, I so many years of my life have gone and walked through those animals at the Great Frederick Fair. Uh, yeah, and I don't know why, like. I feel weird seeing the animals that I'll later eat, and it's basically just farmers and feces. Right. Like, it's just, you know, but I still, I do it. I get my fucking corn dog, and I walk around (laughs) the pigs and sheep, and... She actually would judge table setting. 
What the? F- like after you've killed the animal? Like <laughs> <laughs> set the table? Yeah. Uh, no, I I grew up with uh, table setting etiquette. Um, basically, like you know, I had a an official judge from the 4-H State Fair overlooking my work from a very early age. Table setting. Yeah. So you would have to, yeah, you'd have to have your. Uh, you would have a menu. Okay, this is a real table it, setting, like yeah, not some weird yeah. animal term would, for you, it. You would have to have a menu, and your table setting would have to. This is like cotillion. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it would be judged on the way the, your, uh, you know, your aesthetic for the menu that you're presenting. Um, we were just talking about this. Wait. At, would you have to cook any of the meals in the menu? No, you just would have to have the menu, and you'd have to have the uh, the the table setting, you know, correspond. So, like, if you had a salad, you'd have, you'd have to have a salad fork, and the salad fork, I couldn't even tell you which side of it's. I, I think the fork and the knife are always together. Maybe on the right side, I don't know. But um, we were just talking about this with my mother not too long ago, and you know, there would be a kid or two every year. That would be like, yeah, and I'm also going to have uh, some red red wine. And they would get disqualified for alcohol. Because a little kid couldn't... I mean, you know, it, it probably was the perfect pairing for, for the menu. But, um, you know, my mom and, and, and the old hens so, that judge table setting. Okay. So people would just get judged on, like... I am going to serve you a soup that doesn't exist. Right. And uh, on the on the silverware and and, and the and, empty and the plate, bowl. And the empty bowl and in the plate setting, yeah. Yeah. So think of it I guess too like when you walk into a fine dining restaurant and everything's kind of like set up in such a way. Yeah, but the important part of that Michael's the food. Right, but that, I mean that would be like if I walked in for a date. And I, a woman, I feel like that would be a separate contest, though. So, like, would your mom judge people who would describe? Like, my, my listen, my mom judges everyone. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, to your would your dad impress your mom by being like, no, if no. if we were going on a date, right? <laughs> I would pick you up at eight. In a stretch limousine. Right. And... What is this, like, 4-H fair meets, what, the dating game? <laughs> yeah, this is... A, I mean, if we're going to just judge the, the complete preamble, right. not the actual, like, place setting. I'm just blown away by this. Yeah, yeah. That's, like... You're 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 put off. That's just that. called talking a good game. Where I'm from, <laughs> be like, uh, you you mean you want to see like okay if you're going to present me this this table setting then this menu let's see you follow through all the way with the it'd with, be like with the goods if you were texting a woman on a dating app and she was like <laughs> if you were my man right you would come home you're like yeah and I would rub your shoulders. Uh, I'd be wearing something excellent. Uh, <laughs> excellent. Excellent. That's a little too vague for me. <laughs> I need a little bit more. Get more specific. I'm going to be dressed like uh, Tabitha from Bewitched. Right. Like a real 
dress that says we're still drinking from two different water fountains. Maybe, maybe, maybe Bewitched if it was on HBO back in the day. Okay. <laughs> like those stockings with the stitching down the back. All right, yeah. Those load magnets. Kids are in bed. Yeah. <laughs> or the one child. <laughs> and uh, when you're done with the steak that I present, ooh, there's a steak. Yeah, there's a steak. Yeah. I would then put on my brightest red lipstick <laughs> and place your penis in my mouth. Coax she, it to Wait, wait. Did, did she floss after her steak? I didn't eat the steak, Michael. I just watched you eat the steak. I'm watching my figure. <laughs> I just dined upon Does martinis that... and Virginia Slims <laughs> while you were away at work. And I may have popped a, a Valium or a Xanax. Yeah, mom's a little helper. <laughs> Actually, she's she's just supporting her own her own weight on the counter. She really couldn't even walk over <laughs> to the table. I'm a little wobbly. <laughs> These well, yeah. these heels might paralyze me. <laughs> well, then twi- twitch your nose and sober up. <laughs> no. <laughs> There's a lot I have to deal with knowing I could control the world like an Omega-level mutant if I wanted. I'm like Charles Xavier, basically, but fuckable. Do you think if Tabitha did a whole bunch of blow, then, you know... Like she started sniffing and twitching her nose, would you know? <laughs> <laughs> just like it'd be like a poltergeist in the house, <laughs> like fucking Hellraiser, <laughs> just chains <laughs> shooting out of your stomach. That is the bewitch that I want to see. Oh God! Yeah, wasn't, wasn't that hu- that husband died of AIDS? Right, Darren York was it? There's was it York and Sergeant, the two dicks. Yeah. Yeah, Dick York, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, I think one of them was uh, <clears throat> light in his loafers. As uh, one of them was a fan of 4H. <laughs> <laughs> As was um, who uh, the Brady Bunch father. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was. Uh, I feel like we're missing one more. Freddie Mercury, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit! We're not. You're not gonna be able to put this podcast out. <laughs> yeah, we are. <laughs> oh yeah, we are. Uh, speaking of which, I watched the Dave Chappelle new special. I saw the first like half or so. Yeah, yeah. Well, that and I was thinking that wasn't the one that you saw, was it? The one that you actually went to and you came back and you weren't. No, you no. Weren't I saw him. Yeah, a buddy of mine copped tickets to the prior special um yeah. not richard Pryor, sadly <laughs> uh whatever yeah w- whatever fueled his prior stand-up oh, okay. special okay. uh not the one that premiered i think new year's day i think they right, just kind right, of shadow right. released it because we were all sitting around after my the party at my girlfriend's place like looking for shit to watch while the two hens with me were hung over and <laughs> they're like Chappelle, and i'm like sure yeah i uh i'm not gonna tell you that you're supposed to be grossly offended by this man <laughs> i i did like it it wasn't uh, my favorite special of his um but i did like it it's i'll say this he starts off with a trans joke right i'm just like why is this guy still on this topic yeah, but yeah. it did it's like maybe the only trans thing he's ever said that got a chuckle out of me Oh really? Yeah, yeah I was yeah. like, oh, okay, that's that's funny. Hey, that's uh, but I'm also like, why, why, guy? Why? I feel like, he, well, yeah. I mean, he's got his. 
I feel like he uh, he has to kind of just keep. Uh, I don't know you where, where else do you where, where else do you go? I mean, I find it weird that he's just in part because he took this like ten plus year hiatus from stand up, right? For for leaving because the Chappelle show because he thought uh, white people were enjoying too much the black stereotypes of the show. Oh, really? I mean the the story is the term I'm looking for. Apocryphal. Apocryphal. Doubtful. Yeah, yeah. Doubtful. The story, and I I think he said this in a Time Magazine interview, actually, because I kind of remember this is back when I still read Time in like the early 2000s. (laughs) But he was doing a character that was like a, a, maybe like a black pixie that was like getting black people to engage in stereotypical behaviors or something like that. And there was like a white Comedy Central exec who was watching it, and he was like, "He just laughed too hard in the wrong way." Oh, really? And uh, I didn't feel comfortable. And that's that is what he said got him to step away from Chappelle's show. He also said, "I think he told Oprah this that um, that it's almost like a Hollywood ritual, like a black entertainer sells his soul." By dressing up in drag, drag. and stuff, yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> enter Martin Lawrence, yeah, <laughs> or um, Shaq. And I think it may have. I think it, Kevin Hart actually like refers to it where. He, oh like, yeah, the emasculation the, of the yeah, black male. Yeah, yeah. Well, like he pumped the brakes on something where I don't know if Kevin Hart ever ended up d- dressing up in drag. I I don't either. No. I'll just say this right now: if anyone wants to give me a movie deal, I will. I will dress up in drag. <laughs> I'll dress in like slut lingerie and suck a cock, so <laughs> we don't have to pussyfoot around. There are movie deals available for that. Yeah, you can you can actually <laughs> on Brazzers.com. Right? No, you can you can actually just record that deal on your phone and and but, break my mother's heart. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, getting back to that exercise in the gym that you haven't oh, seen yes. yet, the, it's like a twerking exercise. Uh, a woman puts a, a bench uh, parallel to the, you know, a Smith machine is, right? That, like, kind of uh, that squat bar, like a barbell oh, that's right. just on the two poles. Okay. Not the stripper poles. Uh, but it's, like, locked in place for right. squats. And people say it won't blow out your knees, but it'll blow out your knees even worse. Okay. And they load that up with weight, and then they put their shoulders across the bench and then they have their pelvis under this bar, and then they just like, like thrust in the air. I think I've seen a couple of videos where girls actually tape guys watching them and then try to call them out for watching them. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, why not just eat a pizza in front of a fat person? And <laughs> I know, get right? pissed when they drool. Uh, yeah. I don't know what that exercise is called. The the fuck NATO. Right, but it's it's fun to watch. It's I guess it's supposed to to give you a fat ass because that's where we're at. That's where the pendulum's in right. twenty four. I think I think we're still in get a big dumper right. land. I mean, where where do we go now? Just as long as it isn't gut town. As long <laughs> as it isn't like because as society crumbles, I, I feel like we're going to to get more and more tribal. About it. So it's going to be like the shit like Hawaiians would have been into the 1700s. Like just 
pure rotundity. Oh, like <laughs> like Samoan culture. Yeah, exactly. Because it shows like affluence. Like you can afford calories, right? Like, like as uh, long as we like, don't get there. Like uh, like a fertility doll trend. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Like something that would be unearthed. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like five hundred, six hundred years in the future, they like they're gonna be showing calendars of like kind of rotunds women of of the time that mm-hmm. uh, were, that were considered attractive just like when they would pull up the fertility dolls in like history eighth eighth grade history class you know, yeah like, what or that statue of priapus and his, <laughs> and his dick that's the size of his fucking body <laughs> oh yeah i mean look man we're let's be real we hit a high water mark, maybe like twenty plus years ago. We cannot handle social media. We cannot handle phones. Like we are regressing. Right. It's it's becoming more superstitious and tribal by the day. Like people are accepting pseudos. Like even people that think they're intelligent, getting back to the astrology thing, are like, "LOL," but astrology. And it's like, "LOL, right. man, that's like leaving the door open for more sh- bullshit to yeah. get in your brain." And. uh I've always had that problem with Mercury in retrograde. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> because it's the it's the appearance of Mercury actually mm-hmm. moving backwards. It's not actually moving backwards. Oh, yeah, but but yet people are like, uh, well, I'm a little more scatterbrained this month because Mercury Mercury uh-huh. appears like it's going backwards, but it's actually not. My uh, my my girl. Loves, like, smart, likes astronomy, too. Likes the sky in general, I guess, but loves astrology. And I'm like, hey, uh, if I cheat on you, could I then say it was because, like, Venus is rising or some shit? And she's like, yeah, nice try. I'm like, okay, so we've acknowledged this is bullshit, though. (laughs) (laughs) If it can't get me strange, it's not real. Right. So. um. Now, are there ever times with astrology where you're like, oh, that's a little coincidental? No, or, no. never. Literally, it's just the barn effect. Aries and Leos really well. I've enjoyed fucking a lot of Scorpios in my day. But you know what? I've also fucked non-Scorpios, and that was a blast, too. <laughs> it's weird, though. Like The common denominator is a tight ass. <laughs> right. <laughs> it, I There have been a couple times where... I've looked up a girl's uh, dress, dress, <laughs> and um, he judged her table placement. After, yeah, and after I was bailed out of jail, um, no, I was like, I bet you she is like her birthday is in early April mm-hmm. or late March, and it's been true. I, I would say November birthdays are my fucking pussy catnip, but whatever. But I also know that. Yeah, it feels silly to just even admit. Yeah, but again, if you clock a woman is into it, go whole hog. Oh, so you you went to the strip club armed with this knowledge? And, I did. And cleaned the house. Just cleaned. <laughs> just fucking cleaned. Did you ever think of maybe you should just sh- like set up like uh, like some sort of uh, faux palm reading kind of astrology reading shop right outside or (laughs) get get your money back i mean what what is this step one get their hand open step two lay my hog in it 
<laughs> yeah, that's like your uh what's the the stick the that finds water? <laughs> Divining rod. <laughs> I find it a lot more helpful if uh you spit in your palm first before I read it. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Friction's just, bad for the start talking about the first time you gave a guy a blowjob. <laughs> It's a it's a profoundly shaping moment in our <laughs> lives, both for the sucker and the sucky. So, what was um, were they just impressed that you knew? Like, was this like, oh, he's one of us, or were they, yeah? Or and they, then when I could like, actually talk shop, they're <laughs> like, oh, I am an Aries and I'm having trouble with a Sagittarius. What does that mean? And it's like, girl, do I even have to tell you? And they're like, no. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> So you like you like all the fire and water signs and just just memorize that fucking twenty minutes, twenty really? fucking minutes. Just memorize it all, and then go into a, a strip club circa two thousand three. <laughs> I'd, like, <laughs> I'd like you to go back to Chantilly High School, yeah, and have them be like, "This is uh, John Papa Giorgio. He had he got a perfect score on his SATs. What have you done with that uh, ability to, to learn and retain knowledge, John?" All well, right. hold on. Let me turn down the Chevelle for a second. <laughs> uh, I just really need to speak to most of the guys and probably one or two of you girls in this room. <laughs> yeah. Let <laughs> 24-year-old Papa teach you a thing or two. Did you, uh, did you uh, ever run into uh, a stripper that you went to school with? Best I did was someone that... And I looked, damn it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She was my teacher, Michael. <laughs> right, of course she was. Uh, best I did was someone that I didn't really remember from high school, but she kind of like knew we were in the same grade or something, and I saw her at the Hooters out in Manassas, Virginia, and she was a fucking cutie. Really? Like, I, but yeah, I was completely weird because it wasn't even like I was super attracted to her, but just the idea of girl, I was tongue-tied enough. You know? Right, right. I, it wasn't like, oh, we have something in common. That's an in. It was just like... Level 10 anxiety. Like, I know, look, it doesn't work in the way you think it will of getting you laid, but do enough improv and it will get you laid. <laughs> Just never like a, well, I got dates with audience members. I take that back. Right, right. But um, it, it makes you able to talk in the moment. Right. As opposed to just like, fuck, uh, let me extrapolate all the ways I can fuck this up. And then you blink and it's two in the morning. Like, Where did that go? <laughs> yeah. But uh, so were you taken just by the orange shorts and the white tank top? I, I mean, I was taken by the fact she was like fucking in my vicinity and, <laughs> and young. You know, I was just like, shit. I was like, I had to be like 21, 22 at the time. I was oh, very wow. young. Like I had zero game. Like whatever. Did you recognize her? No. I mean, that's what it would like. Uh, it would have been hot as fuck if it was someone I knew. But right. it was just like, hey, I, I went to... Chantilly. Chantilly. So then you're almost left to not fantasize about what's in front of you. You have to fantasize like the clothes in class next to me right, part, right. which is not the part you want to fantasize. <laughs> you want to fantasize the, the stripper whore part. Right, but, right. Yeah. Instead, you're like, oh, I guess maybe I do remember you from 11th grade AP American history. <laughs> and eating that disgusting rectangular pizza with me. <laughs> Well, all right. So we've talked a lot about ladies of the night mm -hmm. or of the 
evening. Mm-hmm. Um, We're old, ladies of 6 p.m. <laughs> ladies of 6 p.m. That's what I can handle these days. What about uh, what about a wholesome kind of uh, teacher's pet kind of gal? Like how to meet them now? I mean, no, I guess in, you cruise in, a high school in, in, pervert. Your, in, your, in your history. Oh, of relationships or, uh, I'll be honest. I, I really only started meeting more wholesome folks. I feel lately. Cause I was <laughs> such a, such a fuck up for so long that I was just meeting insane people online really for like right. 20 years. Right. Right. And, and then, um, like it's, like the girl like um, in the movie say anything, say anything. Did you, did you ever see that? Is Diane, that Diane Court? She was like the valid Victorian. She gave the high school speech. She was good looking, but like nobody felt like they ever got to know knew, know her in school. Did she kill herself? Is that what <laughs> <we're going? laughs> no, no. Oh. But that was the whole thing. Is like. Um, John Cusack's character and all. Oh, so that's, is this is the the boombox one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Have you never seen this movie? I just know the in your eyes scene. Oh, no. you. It, it's good. It's, I think it's one of Cameron Crowe's first movies that he wrote. Mm. Um, I Cameron Crowe begins and ends for me with uh, Fast Times. Oh basically. yeah. And I guess uh, what's it? Almost Famous was good too. Right. But I've only seen that once. He Shout doesn't. out to listener Sarah. Who loves Almost Famous? Her favorite film. Oh yeah. There you go. Mentioning a listener. We got Nate Gonzalez. Yeah. Shout out to Brenda Bren too. Fuck it. I've covered all three of you now. <laughs> Who else is listening? Yeah. Call us 202 5556 Um no, but I was I just watched Was that the movie. wait, is Ioni Sky in that as well? That's her name. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's the actress. Yeah. Okay. But uh, like the... Um, Married to one of the Beastie Boys for a time. I think you're right. Yeah. Mike D? I don't know. Maybe the dead one. <laughs> Never yeah. a huge Beastie Boys guy. No. I hadn't, I wasn't either. I tried to be. Yeah. I, I was like, like I'll just listen to the black rap. Now. The good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, I actually like... Uh, stuff like Paul's Boutique more now than I did when I was a kid. Oh, I mean, considered a watershed album. Yeah. I uh, I only recently did License to Ill once or twice. I just wasn't a big... I, I like the singles. Yeah. I mean, my favorite Beastie Boys trivia is that Carrie King from Slayer did multiple guitar tracks for oh, really? uh, License. Yeah. He's in, the, he's in the video for uh, No Sleep to Brooklyn, even. Okay. And this is Carrie back when he had hair. I know this doesn't mean shit to anyone, but I'm a Slayer guy. Yeah. Are they still together? No, because... Uh, They've been slayed. Yeah. <laughs> they, uh, <laughs> the one guitarist, Jeff Hanneman, was just a big-time lush, and his liver crapped out, and they regrouped and did like one album without him and toured for a bit, but they right. finally were just like, fuck it, we're done. Never got to see Slayer live. No. In the, uh, you mentioned my 1600, if you, yeah. if I've ever sent you the picture of the article right. of that, I mentioned I'm going to see Slayer at the 930 Club. That did not happen. Why not? 
think it was like a school night, and I was just kind of not feeling it. I was pretty depressed back then, so I might have bailed on it. Really? Uh, yeah. Or my dad was being a dick about it. I couldn't really wow. tell him. But I missed Slayer. And that I think would've... after you score 1,600 on your SATs, um, I think I would have been like, uh, I'm above the law. And, yeah. Uh, any sort of guardianship that my parents are trying to yeah. assert. <laughs> you think uh, my dad should have been like, uh, we love you and listen to even more satanic <laughs> music. Uh, here's Was two tickets to see satanic? Emperor in Sweden. Uh, I mean, Was any heavy metal band ever satanic, really, though? Like, theistically satanic? Like, yeah, we, like... I, like, King Diamond. like King Diamond? Uh, he was like kind of the, the progenitor of that corpse makeup that you've seen uh, a lot yeah. of black metal acts. I mean, he's like theistic, like I pray at a black like altar, satanic. Yeah, like actual, not Church of Satan, Anton LaVey. That's more like, hey, this is just uh, Satanism in opposition to Christianity. Like be your own man, find your own way. Did you get into Satanism after astrology? Uh, I mean, I might have browsed the Satanic Bible and Crown Books. Yeah. <laughs> like, read up on it and see. Like, a little Satanic Bible, a little Anarchist Cookbook. Right. All the great hits of being a 1994 edgelord. Yeah. Anarchist uh, Cookbook. Did you ever have one of those? Yes, I did. You Got did. it confiscated. At school? Mm-hmm. Wow. Did you get in trouble? You'd probably get expelled for that today. I... I mean, I borrowed it off of a kid, and I wouldn't shut the fuck up about the fact I had it, and it was confiscated, <laughs> like, two classes later, yeah. You should not have dealt drugs in school, did you? No, oh, I dealt. Oh, you did? Oh, I was a dealer. Yeah. Did you talk about it? Uh, or did you not think you could get in trouble having, a, like, a book like that? Yeah, I understood drugs had legal consequences, <laughs> right. so I shut my fucking yap about that. And but I, the book I that rarely you that carried. taught you to build bombs, <laughs> like... It was a different. It was pre-Columbine. You're, yeah, I mean, yeah. you could people would see that shit and they're like, oh, you're not right. doing that on school grounds, right, Johnny boy?" Yeah. Right. <laughs> no, man. Did you ever like cook anything up? I tried to get high smoking banana peels. That didn't work. No, I but I got a headache. Real I good. Friends tried to do that. Doesn't work. Yeah. Uh, if if that was the source of teaching me that you could get high via nutmeg, that does work. What, uh, smoking it? Nah, just eating a fuck ton of nutmeg. Oh, that's right. That can also kill you, though, right? Yeah, probably knock out your liver if you do enough. Yeah. But it's a it's a potent high. It's very unpredictable. Like, really? Just better have your next 24 hours open. You did some robo-trip in there, too, right? I mean, did Michael Jordan play some basketball? <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> so, so you won titles you yeah were, you were like uh the ultimate you know competitive i was i was the fucking iron horse of wow. robo tripping i mean i i think i did that two and a half years straight once a week probably really mm-hmm. my favorite drug just dipping back some robitussin Mm, I mean, Robitussin was the worst way to get it. CVS brand cough syrup was thinner and more effective, and coracetin pills uh, had a, a second drug mixed in, so it was that much better, more potent. Do high. they still make that? Yeah, all of it. And they make uh, cough pills now. Uh, you just want to get dextromethorphan hydrobromide, and they they make the pills now that just have dextromethorphan and nothing else. I mean, to our younger listeners out yeah. there, just stick to marijuana. No, do the dextromethorphan. Good. <laughs> Real good eye. What is it like? Like mushrooms? Like or? Special K. It's very dissociative. It's, I never. It's the did opposite of Special K. Let's I do mean, some. Uh, you have Special K? What no, I never did K. I just did 
tons of cough syrup yeah, and right. cough pills. Oh wow! Yeah. So it's well, uh, it was like time dilate, like uh... yeah, it had two different. The way it was explained to me, there's four different highs. I'll break it down into two. At a lower dose, it's like you smoked a couple J's, as the kids call them, right. in 1994. And you had a couple beers, and music is great, and it's a gay old time. And you do enough, and what you mentioned, like Einstein relativity time right. dilation, yeah. like suddenly six hours feels like 18. Um, that's what I used it for, basically. It's how I artificially lengthened my every high school weekend. I would get out Friday night. I would enjoy a Friday <laughs> You'd be night. Like, I would have a longer weekend than yeah. all of you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I would, you know, we would go out to game parlor. My buddies Matt Hoffman and Stephen Pimley and I. What was that? Was that a game, game store? Part? We would play oh. magic cards for a couple hours. And Some of our- you would be tripping at that moment. No, there's oh. a CVS next to game parlor, so oh, we would okay. walk and get our goods there most of the time. And maybe have a couple ciggies in the woods. And then uh, we would go back home with our stash. Uh, Stephen Pimley's parents would have on the uh, Dennis Miller show. So <laughs> hearing that everybody. Right. Once I heard that the second time for the outro, I knew the fucking show was about to begin. And they would go to bed after Dennis Miller. And five minutes later, down the hatch, all of us are tuss. Wow. And then we were tripping balls by like 1 a.m. And uh, basically it was a very asocial drug. You didn't want to. Right. That's what I was going to ask you. It was fun to do with friends, like in a little like kind of weird Lost Boys vampire coven thing. But it was never like, hey, uh, I'm so high I can't move the muscles in my body. Where's the pussy? (laughs) Like like you were more than happy to just because we shouldn't call some girls right now. No. Well, dude, I mean, that's how frustrated and alone I felt back then when it came to the fair sex. So like getting what felt like 18 hours free of lust and shit when you're just completely cerebral. Your brain was this free floating, seeing geometric patterns type, you know, entity. It was great. And then I'd go to bed. Uh, once it petered out, also, by the way, your brain, uh, your brain completely flushed with dopamine the next day. Best hangover in the business. My God. Really? Oh, the, That's what I was going to ask. What's the after effect like? Oh, God. As good as the high. What? In some ways. Just the entire next day, you're just happy. So where's the downside? <laughs> there isn't one. I don't know. Olney's lesions. It's got to yeah, be. Enough. I mean, I'm sure it's not great on your liver and kidneys. Nah, man, it was the tits. <laughs> it was the tits. So wait, um, how long did you do this like consistently? Uh, my sophomore year up until the start of my senior year. And when? Well, why did you stop? My friends started getting more into drugs and kind of uh, a little harder in their use. And I started, uh, the girl I had been like really into for like two years, got a boyfriend and that like broke my heart. Right. Cause like, I just didn't know. I had no idea. Like I grew up just watching TV where it's like the dude just pines for the girl. And then after right. 90 minutes, they're just together. You right. know, some fluky shit happened. I, I bought into that shit too. Dude. I mean, it ruined my life. <laughs> it ruined my teens. Like I, I basically just like hung around this girl all the time. And then like, some guy just walks up and is like, want a date? And she's like, all right, cool. Right. Two weeks later, he busted her cherry. I'm like, okay. Right. 
uh, this is fine. Everything's fine. And then a month later, I'm just like sleeping 18 hours a day and waking up long enough to listen to New Order Depeche Mode. You know, like right. that's it. Uh, so I got so depressed, I started having like really bad trips on it, which had never uh, happened before. And so you can have a bad trip on it. I mean, if you walk into it really sad, it's not going to be a good time. Right. I don't want to say like bad trip. Like I thought my fucking eye sockets were melting out like a vent horizon or something, but right. like it wasn't a fun time. Or like doing a bunch of mushrooms and thinking you died. Oh yeah. God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> John picked me up uh, <laughs> earlier this year. <laughs> there's there's a story there. Yeah, another day. Yeah, another yeah. day. Whenever you want to share. Oh, I don't mind talking about it. Oh yeah, yeah. No, it's. Uh, I mean that that I mean that is my experimentation with mushrooms earlier last year. Mm-hmm. I had two moments where, I mean, they're incredible, but. Also, when it turns dark and you know it's coming, that is a... Sounds like the intro to an E-True Hollywood story. <laughs> um, uh, it's, um, man, it's, it is uh, touch and go. But I... I, um, I still remember picking you up. I remember everything that happened. Oh, like yeah. What, uh, so last year, I was tucking into bed i hadn't moved out at this point yeah and i was struggling with my sobriety and um i guess i started i started experiment with mushrooms yes and i had a, a few like awesome like it, it was every time it was just me in uh-huh. my place and especially t- around this time of year the lights in my neighborhood. Um, I would. Oh my god! I I drove through where Michael lives. It's this area, a little pre-planned kind of couple of blocks, right. uh, mixed-use space. You would call a mosaic center. Right, right. I literally FaceTimed my girl driving to your place. So because it's just like it was like lights everywhere. It was, oh, it was yeah. very pretty. Yeah, and I would listen to music and yeah, I would walk and um, yeah, I'm, and I'm trying to think of this. This particular time, oh, it was probably like second or third time. I probably, I probably ate somewhere between like three and a half pounds, pounds. <laughs> three and a half, four grams, and um, maybe a, a touch more. And um, I've been going in. Uh, you can, you can, you you can get it very easily in DC these days. I'd love to cop some because it's been a while. And. Um, Oh yeah, there are plenty of places. And um All right, show's over. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> You'll have to listen next week. But um oh this particular time I was like, well, let me let me add a little pot into it. Mm-hmm. And it was going great. And I uh Till it wasn't. <laughs> until it wasn't. And I I I I don't know. I was probably 90 minutes in and I remember having the thought of like, you don't need to do this. Like this is, everything's good. And it was just like, eh, just, a, and you know what? I've been doing a lot of research and mm-hmm. like listening to like Terrence McKenna okay. and shit like that. And I, um, little Rogan. <laughs> yeah. A little, um, but McKenna, Oh, you can look up McKenna's, uh, talks, on YouTube and um, 
he he recommends having a little pot to either kick it in a little bit more or at the end. What I didn't remember was that when he gave those talks, it was probably like 30, 40 years ago. Yeah, exactly. When it was baby weed. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, smoke some fucking dirt seed. Yeah, it didn't have orange hairs or little crystals yeah. to it. Yeah. And um, yeah, I took a probably maybe two hits. That yeah. alone would have been his mushroom high. Right. Back then. <laughs> and I remember setting it down and the feeling came over me like it's that feeling of like it's just it's like a darkness and it's like oh i remember this feeling too and this is this this might go into an area that i don't want to fucking go into i i can think of similar oh fuck moments for me it was always being like hey I only took 16 coracetin pills and they haven't kicked in yet. So let's throw some more on top. Right. That's that's how that works. And then right. five minutes later, the first batch kicks in and you're like, and this is going to get worse. Okay. <laughs> and um, I went, I was blowing the smoke out of the window of my apartment and I went into my bedroom and I sat uh, on my bed and I started to see... Um, Basically, my bookshelves and pictures of my family started to melt, like like they were uh, cascading, mm-hmm. like in like this loop, and it was like ah oh, no, and I like shot up, and I started like pacing around. Wait, he did some smack too. <laughs> <laughs> shut up! <laughs> like okay, this will help. Um, I started to walk back and forth. Uh, between my kitchen and living room and and it was uh just total like you're okay you're okay everything's fine everything's fine and that would work a little bit mm-hmm. and then another part of your, my brain was like no not everything's fine yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the narrator and um i sat down i'll never forget i sat down on my couch and it's this feeling like you're gonna die mm-hmm. and like I like I my 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 brain started going to um you know I'm in my forties. Which side does the fort go on? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um and like just it just becomes such a like a a, a spiral in your mind of like uh, you know, this is gonna happen, this I you, you uh basically I think my fear was is that I probably kick-started a heart attack mm-hmm. and i and i was like I'm sounds like a motley Crue song <laughs> right <laughs> um i actually heard that song <laughs> yesterday um what strip club <laughs> <right>. <laughs> um i sat down on my couch and my couch fell through my my floor oh, okay yeah and i uh i shot up and i was like you gotta bite the bullet took my phone called 911 mm-hmm. um there was like a an uh a ambulance crew right around the corner for whatever reason cuz you lived next to a hospital yeah yeah and um that's why they were having a cigarette out front dude it was i've read about this but it was like this they call it like an ego death okay and 
I've never heard that in a good context, yeah. by the way. And um, but it was so funny is that I started to I'm like on the phone with the operator. I like my whole life is flashing before my eyes. I'm basically like, you fucked it up. You fucked it up again. You're losing your job. You're losing this. Mm -hmm. You're losing that. Blah, blah, blah. Like, and I'm like going down, walking down these stairs to this ambulance. I'm like giving up. I'm expecting to be arrested. Um, I walk. (laughs) That song from Platoon is playing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm walking into the, the ambulance and I'll never forget, but like, like the three medics in there mm. just laughed so jacked and all i saw in them was not me which mm-hmm. was ju- which was just healthy yeah <laughs> yeah and um probably juice to the gills oh Let's be, yeah. man they were all but like looking back on it now like i thought they th- thought like when they got me like i i was like wait i'm like it's me yeah. i'm the one that called i thought they they thought they were going to get some like something much worse than what I was presenting. Yeah, and um, you're like, hey guys, guess what? We're all made of stars. <laughs> and I and I sit in there, and um, the guy took my vitals mm-hmm. and everything, and um, he's like, "You're good," and I'm like, "What?" Yeah, <laughs> and he's like, "Do you want to go to the hospital? Do you want us to t- take you?" And I'm like. It was almost like out of guilt. Yeah. This is where I should go. And so they took me. They didn't even, they just dropped me off and I walked in. Like looking back Mm -hmm. in this little reckless. Well, no, well, no, I just, I, in my head. Were there other options they presented? Yeah. Like, do you want the hospital or do you want the DVD of (laughs) Wizard of Oz and a copy of Dark Side of the Moon? Right. No, I, in my head, like, I was, I think this all has a lot to do with, like, where I was at. I was depressed. Um, you know, I was, like, secretive about it, and I was feeling shameful. And I had, like, I thought I was, like, I was going to walk into this hospital, and it was going to be, like, you have some explaining to do. And I was <laughs> Fucking <into> Ricky Ricardo. You have some explaining to do. And I walked in, and I remember, I mean, th- this is also, like, looking back on everything in retrospect, like, the nurses and people I was dealing with were like, what, what's wrong? <laughs> like, yeah. And, um, and I was just really silent, and I was expecting to get arrested at any point. Well, I will say, so let me inject myself into this now. Yeah. Which is oh how wait! Well, any there's, there's made one better. other important part. Okay, is that at some point though, I thought, "Oh my gosh, I I passed away." Oh yeah, and I and I said to the the nurse uh, in the ER, "I'm like, did I die?" <laughs> and she goes, "Just as a matter of fact, couldn't give a shit." She's like, "No, you're not dead." <laughs> She's like, "What?" And then they had me go and wait in this waiting area. And I was, and oh, I mean, during that time, Mm -hmm. the guy, the old guy, kind of like two seats down from me, like goes into cardiac arrest and like starts, like there's actually someone dying in front of me. (coughs) 
and he's taken away. I don't know how long, how much time passed, 15, 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. But then... The did that harsh the trip at all? No, well, it did. But then that's, I think that's what convinced me that I was like, I have, I have passed over. I've like crossed over. And everything, everything got super bright. The colors were great. Everyone was beautiful. Like it, like then, like shifted gears into this. And I, you know, so you don't have to learn stripper astrology. Just take <laughs> shrooms, and everyone's a ten. But like the each nurse that came to to you know check on me or whatever, palpate I, your erection. I looked at them yeah. like they were the most beautiful, like creature in the world and um i could even hear them at one point like talking and one girl goes i wish i was where he is <laughs> <laughs> and um one and one of the nurses i remember came up to me and, and i go and at this point i'm just i'm amazed i don't know like i don't know where i am i feel like i'm in like this other realm mm. And I'm so fascinated and I'm just like, like, like kid in a candy store times a million. And I go, I look at her. I'm like, I didn't die. (laughs) And she goes, no, you're just having a really good trip. (laughs) And then this was about the time where I was like, I think I can walk home and no one's going to arrest me. And that's when I realized like I could walk. And that's when they're like, are you sure you want to call somebody? And that's when I thought to call you. I love that I was the call. Yeah. Uh, so this is where it, the story kicks in for me. Uh, this was a Saturday night, if I recall. A, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was a Saturday, I think. Oh, you know what? It was Patrick's Day weekend. St. Patrick's Day weekend. Okay. No, no, no. That was the second time. Oh, yeah. The first time was... Oh, yeah. It was like December? December, late yeah, December. Yeah. So, um, this is late 22, we're talking, right? Yeah, mm. late 22. So, I kind of thought, like, things were really happening for me in the improv sense. I'd had a couple of shows that I shit the bed, by the way, with Last Ham Standing. And... I had coming up a tryout for the Herald program for Washington Improv Theater. Uh, And it's 1130, 1135. I'm at Dawn's watching her cat, who's no longer with us, tragically. Rest in peace, Mason. Smokey? Oh, Smokey, she booted. Uh, Smokey, she booted for Mason, and then Mason died. Okay. So she backed the wrong horse there. And uh, it's like eleven thirty. I want to get some shut eye because I have a tryout. You know, coming up the next day. I think like my audition is like one p.m. or eleven a.m. or some horse shit. And at eleven thirty, I get this call, and it's like, "Hey, uh, this is Nurse Sugar Tits over at the Fairfax Hospital." Do you know a Michael Johnson? And this wouldn't be the first time like I've gotten a call for Michael from that hospital. Like you had some bowel issues and <laughs> shit. Know. So like I was just like, oh my God, Michael's ass is blowing out again. And I'm like, is it his, is he having a stomach issue again? And they're just like, 
he just said he wants you to come by. And I'm like, odd, but okay. And I drive up, you know, I'm like, post haste. I'm like, fuck it. This is so vital. Like, I have to save my buddy. This tryout be damned for this Herald <laughs> program that's going to make or break me as an improviser. And I roll up and there's like two cops out front and they're like, who are you here for? I'm like, Michael, Michael Johnson. And they both knew who you were. And they're just like, oh, yeah, okay. And I, I'm like, that's an odd reaction. Why does the policeman know who Michael Johnson is? Is he dead? Have I lost yeah. my friend? And I'm like, the nurse. I'm like, what's up, Michael Johnson? And they're like, yeah, he's back here. And I walk around the corner. And like wide awake with his eyes wide is Michael. And I'm like, odd. He didn't place the call. And I, I'm looking at him and like you were, I want to say Google this. I think I'm getting everything I'm about to say correct. Uh, look up Gwendol Payne from The Man Who Laughs, which I, I think, I'm trying to remember who the fuck played him. Um, Lon Chaney, maybe. <laughs> It's Is this the, like old, old? Yeah, look it up. It's the inspiration for the Joker. <laughs> like, you just had, like, your, your fucking lips peeled back <laughs> with, in this, like, rictus grin. <laughs> and your eyes were wide. And you're like, yeah, yeah, I want to go. I'm like, what's going on? Why are you here? And uh, I, had, I had only known you sober to this point. And they're just like, as far as we can tell, he's ingested some drugs and you're just you look like a dog like about to hop out of a, a speeding car like the wind <laughs> is in your face you're like <laughs> and i'm like oh shit okay and they're like he wants to go home uh he should probably stay here and you're like nope i want to go home like, okay <laughs> we, we're not holding him right and i walk you out and it was just a peppering of I'm I'm dead though, right? <laughs> I'm like, no, Michael, you're not dead. You're like, yeah, but I'm dead. And I'm like, no, no, you're not. You're like, well, where am I? I remember looking at you and just being like, when is he gonna reveal where we are? <laughs> yeah, you're just like, like I, like I, I think also what's mixed in here is mm -hmm. like I've listened. I I was like into some uh, near death experiences, like stories that I've been listening to on mm -hmm. YouTube. And I thought, like, I had crossed over into... That's not good. <laughs> that's, that's not good. I, I was just remember, I was just like... I was like, okay, everything looks the same, but I think that's kind of the setup. I remember, like... It's probably, like, seeing what you want to like see. It's a like a candid camera thing? No, like, I felt like we were the only car on the road. Like, 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 like the... Well, yeah, the it was buildings. like one in the morning. Yeah, but I like in my mind I was like, this is just all Truman Show shit. This is oh yeah, no, like, you were, and then you're like, am I am I getting fired? I'm like, I don't think the cops arrested <laughs> you. So I'm like, I doubt it. Right. And it was just that over and over, and I got you up to your place, and I threw on uh, Terminator Two. I think was randomly on. Like, yeah. And it was the beginning, and I think what struck me, it's so funny to me how you can be so fucking high that you think you're dead and yet you saw the opening footage of like the highways and shit LA 
filmed 91-ish, and you were just like, oh, is this falling down? Right, right, right. <laughs> and I'm like, no, it's it's T2. And uh, we did a little of that, and we flipped to something else. But that just, it it cracked me. Like, you will never understand how funny that is to me. That <laughs> you can be that fucked up, and yet you are able to identify big budget, early 90s, <laughs> L.A. highway in, like, one second. Tops. <laughs> like, you just saw it, and, like, in passing. <laughs> Yeah, it was uh, that one. There have been some other experiences we can talk about, um, but uh, yeah, that that was uh, that was intense. It oh, was I, also, I mean, there's I I've glossed over so much of it. I mean, I was walking I mean, around the entire hospital. Oh God, point. I forgot all that. You were you were. This is when you rolled your ankle too, though, or was that the other time? That was the other time. Okay, that was uh, when my. Uh, I think that's what would happen is I would just, I would be shrooming and I would go and just walk and listen to music. Yeah, and I, did, I didn't. This kind of after a few times, I realized um, I'd be at at such a, a pace walking. Mm-hmm. That I almost wonder if it was like I did. I was like walking. I don't know what I must have really looked like, but I was like my, the pace when I would walk and listen to music um, was pretty intense. Um, and I ended up my like either my kneecap or my meniscus ended up popping out and Ugh. tearing. And <laughs> that was another time when um, yeah, the time dilation piece happen well it's funny because i i feel uh dissociatives and those kind of psychedelics are on opposite ends of the spectrum and yet every single time anyone i knew we got them to take that dose of tussin that pushed into the second realm invariably they were like i'm dead aren't i right like clockwork and that's a hard sell you know what i mean (laughs) like when you're 15 year old little pizza faces and it's like hey i want to watch beavis and butthead and experience soul death you know like you you don't mention that part you're like look i'll get you fucked up for four dollars it's not even taxed because it's medicine they're like sure mckenna talks about that he's like you you if you in at certain points especially if you take you know a high dose he's like you will have like that death Mm -hmm. and he's like it will feel like you're dying but you're not Yeah, yeah. I very much remember a beam of light connecting me to God. No kidding. Oh yeah. As uh, I had, I had taken a box and a half of cough pills, and we had thrown on redneck zombies, (laughs) and the film finished. And somewhere in the run of that film, time just started skipping and hitting rewind and fast forward. And I knew I was in trouble when my buddies were like, Hey, uh, we're going upstairs. And I went and, you know, I was eighth grade. So I had my, uh, legit Vietnam paratrooper combat boots. Right. That was my garb. And I went to lift them cause I had my shoes off in my friend's house and take them upstairs with me. And my hand didn't work. Like it was like the claw game at pizza hut. And I was like, fuck hand isn't working and i had reached over the side of the couch to grab them and then i went to stand and i fell back into the couch and i was like i have never been this fucked wow and uh 
Where did the light come from, or when did that happen? Uh, they managed to, like, weekend at Bernie's my ass upstairs to my buddy's bedroom, and then they threw me on the bed and uh, had their way with me. <laughs> and I just immediately remember having a conversation with God where I was like, I get good grades. My parents are cool with me getting high, right? And then he's like, John's like, yeah, of course, man. This is fine. Wow. Like, you're good. You're a good kid. You can get a little fucked up. And then uh, I went home, and it was not fine. <laughs> <laughs> right? Wow. You, and I mean, do you think you were in serious trouble, or it was just all mental? Uh, like, like physiologically, yeah, or trouble yeah. with my parents? No, yeah. I did that dose many, many times right. afterward, if not more. Wow. It was just my first time in the show, right? You know, I, I imagine it's like when you get to the majors and you see that first fastball and you're like, I <laughs> didn't know it could be that the fast. The game hadn't slowed down for you. Yeah, and eventually you're fucking even hitting those pitches. Right. But that first time you're just like, I don't belong Did you ever here. like vomit or anything like that? Uh, I might have. I mean, those those things tend to come uh, came up on you a lot. Right. Especially the syrup because it was just so much fucking like literal syrup your body like i don't want to process this send it the fuck back out do you th- i mean did you you think you're like it activated like some dmt release in your body i think all i can truly say chemically is i believe i was i don't know if you would call it self-medicating but i think that doing it weekly they've since experimented and this is going on more recently with like weekly slash monthly high ketamine doses mm. as a means of combating depression. And I personally think me stopping cough syrup use heavily my senior year might have been like that heavy use of that drug might have been forestalling the depression that hit me. Like earlier in this episode, I said it was me getting my heart broken Mm, and I said, uh, I, you know, there were bad trips and that's why I laid off. But the truest thing I can tell you is that that summer I'd kind of stopped hanging with my friends so much because they had, uh, you know, one, I think they maybe were both had chicks in their lives too, or girls they were at least trying to chase. And so we weren't like doing our weekly fuck up sleepovers. And me not using that on a weekly basis could have just as easily been the cause of that shit hitting me like a ton of bricks all of a sudden being like, whoa, fuck, I am genuinely depressed. But uh, I mean, once I quit it and it only became something I would do once or twice a year for a few years. Yeah, I mean, I I battled depression hard Mm. for a very long time. Like it's difficult for me to go back and think about how tough it all was for me because through a mix of like making sure my sleep was okay, getting a lot of vitamin D fucking fish oil supplements, ADD meds, all this shit. Like I just feel so much more functional and like it's something you take for granted once it comes your way and it doesn't feel like it's going away. Right. Um, much like for like two plus years, I was like, oh, I'm the skinny guy now. I'm, I'm in shape. Guess what? I've first time since I lost weight, I put on like 10, 12 fucking pounds over the holiday. Like I'm scared shitless. It's funny how like 
these things that you take as your new baseline, right. but they weren't really your baseline. Like, like they can go. And suddenly I'm right. like, I ain't the fucking in shape guy. I do have some bitch tits again, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and similarly, my, my functionality level these days, I take it for granted completely that I wake up early, that I'm not tired all day, that I'm not having like suicidal thoughts. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I'm just like, this is just me all the time, you know? But right. like, I could, like if I was suddenly sleeping 12, 13 hours a day and waking up and just wanting to die and shit like that, that would be more regression to the norm than it would be something out of the ordinary. You right, know what I mean? Right. And that's, that's the shit that really scares you. Yeah. No. I mean, it's same with you. You've been sober so yeah. long and yet what feels like the normal. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Mm. No, that, that was definitely in that, uh, walk down to the paramedics was that uh that i thought about it in hindsight which was like oh i was feeling the loss of what i took for granted mm-hmm. you know what your sobriety your life or... so, so it was sobriety the, like where I was, you know my job like mm-hmm. you know like it, it was no, i could probably just... still unpack that but yeah like I, uh, you fucking we are so wired for the new norm to just be the norm. Like mm. financially, my job's been great. Like if you really want to know why I haven't done the show that much, I've just been working harder and right. getting late a lot. And I'm like, okay, where does this podcast that doesn't do anything for me fit in? I guess it doesn't. Right. So I stopped. Uh, but like, I'm now like, oh, I'm a guy that makes money. I'm a guy that fight. Like I've been getting laid regularly for like a year and a half now. I'm like, oh, this is just the new norm. It's like, no, it's not. I'm a fucking porn addict. You know what I'm like? I light up like a Christmas tree for porn. <laughs> I literally... Look at that right there. That's a fucking Oculus 2 that oh, I wow. bought to look at VR porn. And You gotta set that up after the podcast. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna do that for our next episode. It was just too hard to navigate, so I was like, fuck it. I have never... Yeah, I've never even... I mean, we is gotta that, end the that, show in a second, because I got pissed anyhow, yeah. and then I'll show you this thing. Is that uh, what the metaverse is thing? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. You know what? Let's end the show. Because I got Michael, Michael Johnson, funniest motherfucker I know, (laughs) best performer I know. Thank you for joining me. I hope we get to do this again soon. Oh, yeah, man. Oh, yeah. This uh, is a ton of fun. I'm John Papa Giorgio and uh, Papa's Basement. If you liked it, tell people about it. It would mean a lot. We love the people that do listen. Yeah. Brenda, Nate, and Sarah. (laughs) Possibly my old therapist as well. (laughs) All right, guys. Till the next one.